Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pondering Podcast. Hey, everyone. How's life been? What have we been up to? Life has been crazy. It's been great. It's been everything. It's been so fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell me more about that because I was going to say it's been pretty lucky. Really? No, just, I mean, every day is new with her. I feel like we figure out and then something changes. We get good sleep and then we get no sleep. This weekend was great, though. It was just really fun hanging with each other and the family and being low-key. And Matilda is so much more awake and interactive. I mean, she's not really doing anything, but you could tell that her eyes are open more and she's holding eye contact with us. I feel like she's getting really close to smiling, I think, in the next couple of weeks. She's smirking. Baby. Yeah. She... Un... Un... Underwear. No. Why can't I think of what's the word? Involuntarily smiling a lot. Yes, yes. So I think... I can tell that she recognizes us and likes when we're, like, making noises and close to her face and stuff. You can kind of see that she's trying to interact and I think with her knowing how to smile, like her muscles work to do the smile because she does it involuntarily. Right. I think it's coming really soon that she's going to fuse those two things together and be a smiley, happy baby. Yes. I'm so excited. And she's already, as you said, interacting more. You can tell she's recognizing us and other people, mostly Kat's family that we hang out with all the time and, and they hold her. But it's so fun to just think of... I mean, not even think of, just see her changing so much, so quick. It's crazy, you guys. What the heck? She's gained so this much This parent weight. thing is wild. And Yeah, yeah she's, she's chunky. changing so much. It's crazy. But I feel like we share a lot about how it's amazing, and it is. But today, I think, has been the hardest day. Really? Having her, yeah. Oh, okay. She's just been like... So, I sound confused because I, <laughs> I just got home like an hour ago from work and we just went on a walk and so this is hot off the press for me. And it just she has just been really needy today, which is cool because I feel so honored to have her want me and need me so much, but it's also exhausting. Like I just, today was the first day that I just felt like I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't make her happy unless I was like sitting in the rocking chair, rocking her or like standing up and bouncing her. And it just was, and I didn't sleep great last night. So I just was kind of exhausted. This is the first day where I'm like, I can see why people think this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird because I feel like she's getting cuter and more fun and interactive. But at the same time, we're kind of coming out of the, the, the newborn honeymoon phase. The adrenaline's worn off. The adrenaline's worn off. But we're still loving her more and more each day. But at the same time, you're kind of coming back to reality of, oh, I have to still live my life as much as I want to be with her and spend every second with her, which you spend so much time with her. But like you're saying, it's hard to even go to the bathroom or make a sandwich. I was starving. It's hard to do those simple tasks. I feel like we have opposite struggles right now where you are like, I don't get enough time with her because you have to go to work. And be gone and that's really hard to feel detached from her all day long even this morning you were so sad to leave to go to work uh, to go to work weekend i was so sad and i am with her constantly and yeah use a break anyways we're balancing it all i almost feel like 
the more time I spend with her, the harder it is to not be with her. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. So it's hard to find that balance because I want to be with her every second that I can. But the more I am, the harder it is to leave. So totally. It's brutal, dads. If there's any dads listening, yeah. do we have any dad listeners? I hope so. If you're a dad listener, Hit drop me a up. review and <laughs> let us know. Let's talk. Let's have a support group. I'm going to say there's probably going to not be anybody who does that. Our following is like 99.2% women. but Well, that's still 0.08%. That's true. <laughs> They're out there somewhere, guys, right? Well, today we're going to do a Q&A. We posted on my Instagram just what questions you guys wanted to have us answer. And... We're going to do that today. <laughs> these are so fun. I love these because it's fun to see what other people are, are wanting or, or thinking about because I feel like we share a lot, but it's good to hear from the people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good to give you what you guys want. First question. Tremor, please. Is do we have any more embryos or do we have to start the whole process again? Do you want to let them know? We... Are out of embryos. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We had three, used two for the twins. You One split in twins. I don't think that people are going to be confused. Oh, good call. We put two in, which would be twins. Two out of the three we got. Uh-huh. Only one stuck. That was Edie. And then Matilda was the third. So we have a vial of sperm. And that will be the next step is starting the process over with the frozen sperm. So it won't be a fresh transfer like the first time was. We might do How'd a I fresh do? transfer. You did pretty good. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, but I thought a fresh transfer is only a fresh transfer can be with frozen sperm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the fresh transfer oh, is the okay. embryo. Not oh, the sperm. gotcha. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. So we do. Yeah. We have one more vial. I don't think we'll have our donor donate again if that doesn't work. So we just have one more shot. That's all we're doing. It won't be for a while, but it's sitting there waiting for when and if we decide to do that. And it's in Barbados. So we were considering trying to get the vial back to the United States, see if we could get fertility coverage and do it out here. And we just have had such a great experience with Barbados one that I don't really want to go anywhere else. I feel like it's worth just paying out of pocket to go and be somewhere that I like trust and love. But also we don't have fertility benefits and it's extremely expensive to still do it out here. And I don't even know how that would work sending the vial out here. So, And it would be so fun to take her back there. Yeah, we're so yeah, we definitely take her back. And just show her, I mean, depending when we go, she probably won't remember, but for us, it'll be fun. We could document it. So and we'll take, we'll go back on like an actual vacation when Matilda and any future kids are older because I want them to experience it because it's such a cool place. Um, but you know what I was thinking about the other day? What were you thinking about the other day? <laughs> when we lost Evie and then had Matilda, people were like, well, your whole story led you to Matilda you wouldn't have Matilda if you didn't have if you didn't have what happened to Edie. And what's so interesting about IVF is we actually would have had Matilda because Matilda was already made before we even implanted Edie. She would have looked the exact same, would have been the exact same, and would have been Edie's sister just 
probably born a year or two later. So I've been kind of sad about that recently because I just wish Edie was here because I think sometimes people can reconcile their feelings about loss and kind of be like, well, everything that came after the loss, we wouldn't have had because the trajectory of our life changed because of the loss. And IVF is unique because we could have had everything. Yeah. And so that makes me really sad that Matilda could have had her sister Edie and we would have had exactly Matilda. We would have never missed out on Matilda. Yeah. And so anyways. Maybe don't think too much about it then. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I totally get that. That's hard not to. Because I was thinking that when she was first born, like, man, she's just so perfect. And like everything that happened to us happened for a reason. And I'm so glad to have Matilda here. And then I was like, wait a second. I would have had her. Yeah. And then I was bummed. Again. But anyway, that's that hard. kind of dark and morbid, so we can. Great start. Go on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next question. No. You're not being very supportive. You're kind of. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make light of it, which is fair. Okay. I'm just trying to keep it light, but no, it is a hard thing. It's tough to know how much to think about everything versus not. You know what I mean? I just go through phases where I'm just grateful for right now, and then I go through phases of like man, life sucks. I want to throw myself a pity party for a second. And I think that's okay. And I think you should. I think it's important to feel your feelings. I think you can do both, I guess is what I'm saying. I think some people try to cope by only being positive all the time and ignore the sadness, but then you'll erupt. I think sometimes (laughs) it's good to be sad and just cry your eyes out and then be like, okay, I'm going to be happy tomorrow. So I think I've been in that phase. Okay. A lighter question, but in the same vein, how many babies would be our dream? I don't know. I think three to four, I think, is where we both kind of agree. I came from three and want four. You came from four and want three. So I think that would be our dream. I mean, after having Matilda, my dream is actually to like be Ballerina Farms, which what is that? I also want to be a heir to a billion dollar company like she is. But she's having eight kids and it's no big deal. And I think oh, if anybody right. could handle having eight kids, it would be me. My body just can't do it. And your body can't do it. So I'm like, dang it. We would have been great parents to eight kids. In a perfect world, dream world, I think after having a baby, I would probably have at least five. Really? But That's so interesting because before we knew about this, you always said no more than three. Yeah. But it's just... I hate to say this, but it's just been so easy and so fun that if my body could handle it, I would do it as many times as I possibly could. Do you want to share those really those recent <laughs> discussions or no? Which ones? Well, just how you're saying, like you're already ready to have more and you seems like you want to have, now that she's here, you want to try to have more than you thought you would. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't have more than I thought that I would so I'm okay with that but I miss being pregnant already and I would do it again if I could do it quickly again but there's too many factors to but I mean truly if we could get pregnant naturally I would probably just start trying as soon as I'm cleared at six weeks but that's obviously not going to happen because we still have to do IVF and I have to be done breastfeeding in order to do IVF and I want to breastfeed for a really long time so can't have all the things you want. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we've got enough good things that I'm really grateful. I just think we're going to travel a lot because we're going to have 
a small crew. It's weird how life's a combo of what you dream and what you strive for and then also just the cards you're dealt and you just make it work with the hands you're given. It's wild. I know. It's crazy. Okay. What has been the most difficult part about parenthood? It can't be all rainbows and butterflies. I feel like we kind of talked about that already, but I would say just figuring out a new routine and adjusting to life as new parents. Because again, like we were saying, it, it, I think if we could sit around and stare at her, it would all be rainbows and butterflies, but you have to do stuff and I have to work and make money and so do you. The hardest part about parenthood is the things that don't involve being a parent. Huh. If that makes sense. That takes time away from being parents yeah. or doing things with her. That's the hardest part for both of us, I think. Because you're right. We would just lay around and stare at her or take her on adventures and stuff like that if we could. But we have rent to pay and groceries to get and dogs to take out and laundry to do and all of that stuff kind of sucks. But, I mean, actual parenthood, the hardest part, I would say I like it's like her being sad for me. And not being able to figure it out. It's a lot of trial and error in that way, right? Just seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Or like at the doctor, they were examining her and had to do some things. Her belly button still hasn't fallen off. And so we've been trying to get that figured out. Yeah. Anyways, they were doing some stuff to try to get it to come out. And she was so sad. And just watching her be sad is so hard. I think too, like you're saying, when you have tried everything that has worked, and we've both said this out loud and I've heard you say, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else you need. And you're just like, you feel so powerless. I just can't wait for her to be able to communicate and be like, my stomach hurts, my foot hurts, like I'm sad or I'm frustrated or whatever. So. And going back to, we, we kind of touched on this, but we, you and I discussed this the other night. Another hard thing has been like getting systems into place. Yeah. So all the things we used to do, figuring out how to Fit them back put those systems life. into our life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good question. Dream job if money and bills were not a concern. Do you know yours? I mean, my dream Full-time job mom <laughs> with eight kids. <laughs> Can that be an answer? No. Is a dream job no job? Yeah. I mean, I think a stay-at-home mom is absolutely work, but I don't, I wouldn't consider that like a dream. I mean, I guess it is a dream job. It's a dream of mine to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't know why. I just don't think that that falls into the job category. It's more like a title for me. If I were to pick a dream job, I think I would be, I would have a clothing line for kids. Love it. And that's still something I started to do. And then all of our infertility stuff got so intense that I just didn't do it. And then loss of pregnancy and baby. I think just at some point, I do still want to do that. The other hard part about doing it before I had kids was I had no models at my disposal. So maybe I'll do it now soon because we've got the cutest model in the whole wide world. That's true. She can just model... All the clothes across the board. Totally, yeah. Without a bow, she could be a boy. <laughs> but that's True. probably most babies, right? When I went to the Lulu and Company photo shoot, they ha- you can't really tell newborns if they're boys or girls. And there were some bo- baby boys there. And they had them put bows on because they oh, were Oh, really? Like, well, they're already in the outfit. Might as well just put the matching bow on. That is a perk of selling baby stuff is babies are more versatile, I guess. Model. <laughs> 
you only need to hire one model versus two, I guess. Totally. <laughs> What's your dream job? Oh, man, something like in the arts, creative. I'd love to just go play gigs or I don't know. I was in plays a lot growing up. Thought, something performing. <laughs> Some sort of performer. In a different life, you would have loved to be Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> but not as short. Well, just like his job. You love He's, to be busy. I don't know how he does that. Maybe like 80% of Ryan Seacrest. Maybe just American Idol. The best yeah, show Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But like TV show host or no? No, totally. Yeah, some sort of host. Radio show. I love to sing. I don't think I'm like... But again, I guess this is like without money, so I wouldn't have to make it big. But, you know, I wouldn't have to be like amazing. Yeah. I could just do it for fun. Yeah. So, yeah, probably something along those lines. Maybe show about... TV personality. <laughs> traveler. Professional traveler. That's yeah. what it would be. That would be fun. Back in the day, if we could have gotten started like 10 years earlier and have a travel blog, I think you and I would have Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's not too late. For a blog it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And maybe... Tomorrow everyone's going to go to our account and be like, travel bloggers. <laughs> our whole thing's changed. Well, Re that might ourselves. be kind of... I mean, not... No, we're not changing too much, but we are ready to get on some planes, travel some places. We do have three trips planned in the next three two months. months, three months. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. Best <laughs> mental health tips for having a newborn. Again, I, I feel like all these questions are kind of bleeding into each other, but. I'll give some of mine. Okay. <laughs> Start um, us off here. My first one is to get ready every day and make your bed. That's been my tip for pretty much anything hard in my life or overwhelming in my life. Through grief, that was my only goal. And as a mom now, if I can do that, I feel like I accomplish the day. And anything else is a huge bonus. Also, making the bed makes it so I don't lay in bed all day long and feel like a bum. No. Even if I'm just like switching to the couch and I'm in like a sweatshirt and shorts instead of my pajamas... It's not a huge difference, but it makes me feel a lot better about yeah. my day and myself. I think it's kind of a combo of, like I said, trial and error and then putting in systems once you kind of test things out and then discuss them. Because we had to sit down a few times and go over what's working, what's not working. <clears throat> here's what I'm feeling. Okay, here's what I'm feeling. Okay, here's like a, a system. Like a simple one is the dishes and the laundry. We kind of talk through how to make sure that that gets taken care of because it's really important to me the house is clean. But Kat, as she said, is always having to take care of the baby. So she's like, if, you, if that's important to you, then you just have to do it. <laughs> so anyway, just discussing those things as you go and understanding that a lot of it is just figuring out as you go and then you put in a system and it'll work or it won't and then you adjust it. <laughs> and giving each other time, right? Like. I've tried to help Kat by saying, hey, go on a drive or you went to a, a girl's night the other night and I stayed home with the baby. And when you came home, you're like, that was perfect. I went to Swig and I think Cafe Rio. And by the time I got home, I, I missed her so much and wanted to see her again, even though yeah. I was so like overwhelmed. Even a shower by myself makes a huge difference. And I say that because we've been showering Matilda. It's so fun. She <laughs> loves it and it's so cute. But it's it water is nice girl. to just do a shower all by myself. And sometimes I'll have to do a podcast in the shower or watch a TV show. 
in the shower. If you don't have, use your OctoBuddy to watch TV in the shower, you should start doing that because it's the best. Are you pointing at me or? No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Like, <laughs> the audience. Yeah. But I just think letting each other have time to the to themselves. For sure. Is, now that's a question we got to ask the listeners. Do you prefer your phone or a TV for shows? Because I'll come in the room and Kat will be on the bed holding her phone, watching a show with our giant TV sitting there blank, which is totally fine. I'm just like, I would never use my phone when there's a TV there. So I'm curious well, we what other have, people do. We have different TV watching habits. TV to me is like a background thing. So I like to yeah. have it on my phone so that I can take it into the closet and clean the closet. I can watch it while I'm doing my makeup. And so I can't always be facing the TV. And I like being able to bring my TV with me everywhere. Yeah. Or you, when you watch TV, are so focused that you will prefer a screen. So true. What else we got? Keep them coming. I love this. Next question. How will you or will you introduce religion or Mormonism to Matilda? This one's really interesting because I feel like we discussed it a little before she was here. We haven't much since she's been here. I still don't have an answer, to be honest. I go back and forth. I think I'm a person that craves isn't the right word, but seeks spiritual connection. And I want that for my child or children. So it's just figuring out how that fits in. As most people know, we've stepped away from structured religion, as it were. But I've personally found it hard to build my own spiritual structure in my life. I think for me, it's figuring out, okay, how do I apply this to myself? And then how do we share, if anything, (laughs) spirituality with Matilda? Love it. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matilda's going to be introduced to Mormonism just because our family is Mormon. And that's like our foundation, whether we like it or not. I think even with the holidays coming up, it's been um, on my mind more because religion is weaved so deeply into especially Christmas. And I love the Christmas story and the story of Jesus's birth and the wise men and all of that stuff. And I love church at Christmas. I love the songs at at church. Yeah. I love going to church and getting dressed up in Christmas outfits and then listening to stories of Jesus. That whole part of Mormonism or Christianity, I love the very basics. I don't know if I totally believe that Jesus is the son of God, literally, but I love the story of it. And I think that it's inspiring and comforting to think that they, you have a brother in heaven who's on your side and is going to help you in this life. So anyways, I think she's going to be introduced to Mormonism. I don't see us ever going back fully active. But I am not against going every once in a while, especially around the holidays and like Easter and things like that. <laughs> I also really seasonal Mormons. (laughs) Yeah. I really want her to know the primary songs because those brought me so much peace as a child. Like if I had a bad dream, I would sing church songs in my head and that would calm me down and make me feel safe. And that's not going to be the only thing that I teach her to feel those things and to calm herself down and feel peace. I also want her to learn breathing techniques and yoga and learn how to journal and have other songs that are not church related that bring her peace. Um, but I also want her to know about prayer. And so anyways, 
I don't really know how we're going to do that, but it'll be weaved in to yeah. her life, I think. So it'll be interesting to see how we do that. I think you can. You just go when when you can, right? Yeah, but then you get sucked in. I think we would love to teach her everything we were taught, but also keep her very open-minded and give her all the tools of spirituality and just kind of guide her along the way. I also think for herself. Yeah, I think too, who knows what religion in general, but specifically like Christianity and Mormonism will even look like even by the time, like in the next five years. I know. You know, 10 years. So you kind of have to just adapt with that as well because it's changed so much even since we got married. And you see that with our friends, with all the generations really. So we'll see. It'll be an adventure. Lighter note, when is the appropriate time to start decorating for Christmas? If you're asking me, I think it's as soon as Thanksgiving ends. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, I did not think you were going to say that. But I guess we've decorated before, huh? (laughs) When do we usually decorate? Probably like the second week of November is is when we usually do it. This year, would love to wait until after Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, I just, I get so cluttered with all the decorations that sometimes I just want like a break. And we have our... Halloween decorations up right now, which I know are not nearly as exact as extravagant as you'd like them to be, but they still feel like clutter to me. Mm. So I just want like a clean space for a little bit, and then I want to do Christmas. I want to go all out for Christmas this year. I'm so in. I'm just realizing though, we're planning to be gone quite a bit. You're right. Between November first and January first, we're gone. At least two weeks, which I guess isn't that long, but... When do we get back? I mean, we get back from our trip, our last trip, before Christmas on the 10th. So, yeah, I think what we do is we decorate right when we get home from Thanksgiving. Then we'll be able to enjoy our decorations for a week. (laughs) Then we're going to go on our anniversary trip. And then we'll be back for our anniversary trip. And after our anniversary trip, we'll get our Christmas tree. And we'll we'll have like 15 days and then we're gone again. But that's after Christmas. So it doesn't matter. True, but it's the Christmas season, I guess, was my thought. (laughs) Like people enjoy their decorations, in my mind, until the new year. But it's not as important after Christmas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that. I like that layout. I think it'll be good. Great. Okay, what's the best thing you did for your marriage in midst? In the midst of grief. I think it's very similar to tips for newborns. That's what I was going to say. We gave each other a lot of space. We grieved so differently and it kind of came to a head and we had to confront each other's grief. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird way to phrase it. Well, but we were just we... so different after that. Like we were different people. So I just think we had to get used to each other again. You go through grief together, experiencing grief together at the same time without kind of separating to self-reflect and look at how am I grieving this and then discussing discussing that. Because again, we grieved so differently. I, I guess the turning point for me was when we sat down and shared what we were feeling because then we understood each other better and how to give each other what they needed. It was just a lot of communication. We just had to be really upfront with each other 
And we had some like really hard conversations. But again, it's so hard because I think you don't even know what you're feeling really until it somehow comes up. And I feel like for us, that was conflict almost. (laughs) I mean, everything just came to a head after a month or so. The first month we were just in shock and we were kind of like taking care of each other. And then we kind of, after everything, the initial shock like wore off. We both were like, holy crap, we haven't been taking care of ourselves. This is what I need. And you were telling me what you needed. And yeah, so it's just like relearning each other and just being willing to let each other change and have space and share our thoughts and feelings, really. But that's a great way to put it, right? Like you said, we were taking care of each other. So you got to ask how can I take care of my significant other and what do I need to be taken care of? But again, I think if we would have asked each other that right away, we'd be like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) and a lot of it was figuring that out. And I think we did even talk about that. Just, I don't know how to feel. I don't know. So you kind of have to go through the stages of grief. (laughs) That's a professional advice right there. (laughs) And do we think that the holidays are going to change now that Matilda's here? Absolutely. How so? Well, I think just now that we have someone to share them with, I mean, this Halloween has been very different because we have to plan activities around her and obviously she's a newborn, so you're pretty limited. But then as she gets older, she'll be more excited and involved and want to do costumes and go to pumpkin patches and the trick or treating events. We, we went to, we went to get coffee this weekend and unbeknownst to us, it was right in the middle of this outdoor trick-or-treating event that was happening. It ended up being fun, though, because you just got to see all the kids, and they're just, like, standing in line to get candy and stuff, and there's music, but it was super fun, and we were just like, oh, it'll be so fun when we could take her to those sort of things. Totally. And then, obviously, Christmas. We've already talked about doing Christmas for her, and it just changes the focus and, and the motive and purpose behind it, I guess. I think what's changing the most is holidays used to be surrounded by our immediate family and we prioritize seeing our siblings and our parents and now I think it's switching to this is our little family and she is the most important thing and I want to build memories just our family yeah and then obviously still see our extended family and stuff but every single Christmas we've been out of town and there hasn't been like a need for Christmas morning because we didn't have any kids and this year I'm like we have to be home We have to wake up and put her under the Christmas tree, even though she will not remember this. (laughs) But we're all going to wear our Christmas jammies. I want to have a breakfast Christmas morning and just start establishing our own traditions. So I think that's the biggest change is our focus, I guess. Okay, the last and final most important question of the whole episode. There's only one more. There's only one more? Oh my gosh. It's the best one. Okay. Do you want to read it? I already know what it is, and I was going to discuss it in the last question. When is Matilda's first Disney trip? Great question. This should have been the whole episode. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are taking Matilda to Disneyland in three weeks. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Three weeks? Or it's like three and a half. It's less than a month. I know that. Dang, that's crazy. We are so freaking excited. Should we explain? I mean, I think you've talked about 
we're going to California for Kat's baby shower in her hometown with all her OGs. And of course, why wouldn't we go to Disneyland? It ended up being the week they start Christmas at Disneyland. So we are very excited. So it's going to be super magical. We love Disneyland for so many reasons. But I'm really excited. I wish I could go through one episode without crying. (laughs) But we actually went the same time last year for Christmas. And we took that picture under the Edelweiss snacks sign or whatever. And I'm so excited to recreate that with her. Mm. Not that that's the only reason why we're going. But I also think it's so special that she'll... She'll at least be able to see the lights and be, like, expressive and stuff at that point. Yeah. um, It's just a special place for us, so I'm excited to show her it. I don't know, I'm crying about Disneyland, but it's just, like, our family's thing. Yeah, I feel similar. I think it's just what it represents. You know, we've... I'm sure before we met, we had, like, pictured bringing our kids there someday. And then since we've been together, we met in California. We lived there the first few years of our marriage. We went there... When we were dating, we went there when we were married. It's just a, a special place. We went there after we lost Edie. You met my parents there, I think. I did meet your parents <laughs> there. So yeah, it's just kind of our escape. It's our safe place. So taking her there will just be really amazing. And before anybody says anything, I know she won't remember it, but we'll remember it and we'll show her pictures of it. And I just literally don't want her to have a time in her life where she like, even remembers not going to Disneyland, if that makes sense. Well, and to properly brainwash her, you gotta <laughs> you gotta take her before she even remembers. That's what I'm saying. I went all the time, and I don't remember going, but I I used to go there as a kid all the time. So yeah, same. We that's both why I'm a psycho there, so. Disney adult. So we're just adding another one to the crew. That's right. We cannot wait. Well, this was really fun. We appreciate everybody sending in questions. And there were a lot more. So sorry. If we did not get to yours, we would love to answer them all. A lot are similar, though, and not that that's bad, but just we we tried to kind of get enough variety to touch on a little bit of everything. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. Love to hear from you. And we'll meet you here next week. Bye.